Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Everybody else in between, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Um, we're throwing it down here. A lot of stuff uh, to get to still. Ian Cameron, we haven't really talked much hockey uh, tonight. Uh, we've we've touched, uh, we did a great job with Mo. We really ran a gauntlet with Mo, uh, Mo Khan. Uh, Jason B. Tackifer, we talked baseball. So we, we got to get some hockey talk in here. Uh, but as far as the UFC was concerned, remember on uh, Friday night we talked about uh, the uh, the Michelle Pereira fight against uh, the Pons. Hey, Pons and Ibio. Santiago Pons and Ibio. And um, we told you we liked Pereira in that fight. I don't know. Some people thought it was somewhat of a controversial decision. I didn't think so. And I'm pretty honest with this stuff, Matias, even if I've got money on it. You know what I mean? I really am. I'll always tweet out after, got lucky with that one, bad decision or whatnot. But I tweeted after, I said, right decision. Uh, Pereira's face did get messed up a bit. I'm not going to dispute it. Uh, he sort of, you know, I guess what was it, maybe the second round. Um, you know, the, he was minus 800, actually, bro, going into the second round. And I had him, and I knew, I was like, that's too high. I was like, he shouldn't be minus 800. And then going into the last round, he was minus 225. And then at one point in the in, in the third round, they took they take it down after about a minute or so. But he fell to like minus 150 again. I was never really panicked. I cashed it with Pereira. Uh, to be honest, that was my only bet of the night. I've been doing a good job with this with the UFC. I used to bet every fight and stuff and force it. Now, I just I look at it. I'm like, all right, I really like that. So I took that fight. I put a bigger bet on it. I won. And thank God I did not put Holly home in any parlays because, yeah, that that was, um, I don't know what the hell the judges were watching there, Matias. 
Yeah, tough break for Holly Holm, and and you know what? I feel like it was a tough break for Ponzinibbio as well. I actually had Ponzinibbio winning the fight 2-1. I thought he, I thought with that takedown late in the second round, and and jabbing him in the back of the head like four to five times, won him that close round. And obviously he, he won the second. He won. Yeah, you know I mean he won the. Uh, he won. He, he won, won the third this, round. The third round, Ponzinibbio won clearly with just with volume. The second round was tight. But I gave I gave him the round because of the takedown. But you know what? It, you can't leave it at the hands of the judges. At the end of the day, that fight was too close, uh, you know, to be comfortable with. I he got messed up early. Two and a half. He got yeah, messed he up early. Round, <laughs> right, first right, round so. was all Pereira. But it was good. Listen, I, I prefer the first fight of the night. Oh, it was, it was, and you knew it would be. But like, I prefer the the pride scoring. Right, because it's you get into this sort of round stuff, and it's like, yeah, well, like you, you want to give a guy an extra round because we scored a little. That takedown was kind of half-assed at the end, too, bro. I get it, but I prefer to look at the overall body of work in the fight. But that's not what you're supposed to do. The late night anger management class. It's level three. This is Portrait. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. It's Sunday, bloody Sunday. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The 50,000-watt juggernaut. The loudest station in the nation. Let's do this thing. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are on the verge of eliminating uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Steph Curry goes off again. Uh, this is a couple of games in a row. We've hit the over three-and-a-half, three-point shot uh, prop. Speaking of going off, the White Sox beat the... Um, Beat the Yankees not once but twice to complete the uh, doubleheader sweep. The Yankees scored just one run in the two games, which is the Yankees' fewest in a home doubleheader since 1991. Now, I don't think that Josh Donaldson's comments will create a controversy in the Yankees' clubhouse. Um, uh, the Yankees have players have been arrested and have done, you know, what I mean, things. I mean, order, you want to get carried away here. But at the same point in time, They've had a smooth, a smooth, it's like a smooth shave. They've had a very smooth season so far. Uh, we'll see. Is this the beginning? Is this the beginning of something? Probably not, considering they play like a uh, an A-ball level schedule, it seems. Uh, Evander Kane is going off. Evander Kane now has two hat tricks in his postseason. First Oiler player with multiple hat tricks in a single postseason since Yari Curry. And you know what's amazing? Yari Curry had four. Four. He had four hat tricks in one playoffs. Uh, one playoff uh, season. Wayne Gretzky had two of them in the same year. Harry Curry sort of gets forgotten about in the grand scheme of things with the great Edmonton Oilers players, but uh, he was great. Justin Thomas was great as well. And, you know, we talked about this briefly earlier. We're going to hit this on game time decisions more tomorrow. But uh, Justin Thomas had a seven-shot, uh, seven-shot, 54-hole uh, comeback. He was 250 to one at one point. 250 to one. It's tied for the third largest comeback in any major championship. Only uh, Paul Lowry in, uh, in 1999 he was 10 back, and uh, Jack Burke Jr. in 1956, of course, Jack Burke Jr. Who doesn't remember that? Jack what? Who? Jack Burke Jr. in 1956. That was serious, man. All right, we'll get into the pucks. Ian Cameron steps up and in. We'll hit Miami and Boston a little bit later on. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Portrait Sunday, Bloody Sunday. I am Marantz, Sirius XM Channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's talk pucks. Let's bring in one of the ice guys, Ian Cameron, AK Babano. There's a lot of stuff to break down. Babano, always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? Very good. Uh, lot, as always, a busy weekend and uh, lots to uh, discuss definitely on this uh, Sunday night. Yeah, it felt like another marathon of uh, sports action uh, this weekend. Uh, so uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are on the verge of eliminating uh, the Florida Panthers. They played three games, Babano, and the Panthers have been favorites in all three games. And the Lightning have actually been underdogs in four straight now, going back to game seven against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I understand a game seven on the road. I you know, I tweeted, you know, right, with about five minutes left in the game, uh, before the number came out, I said, I doubt the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be underdogs in game four. And they are not, uh, but it's not like they're very big favorites. Uh, you know, minus 120, Babano. You know, I tell you what, people kept talking about Tampa are tired. They might be tired, but they're still better than everybody else right now. Yeah, they are. They're playing great. I mean, they are. It's at both ends of the ice. Their, their special teams are great. Their power play is cashing in, and it did once again in the game. Three victory on Sunday afternoon. Their penalty kill has been terrific. Their defensive game is where it needs to be. And they've got Andre Vasilevsky looking like the best goalie in the world once again. Maybe there were times in April you weren't uh, a little concerned about him. Maybe there were times during the Leaf series you were a little concerned. But, no, he is dialed in right now, and he's been phenomenal and getting better and better with each game. And what I saw today from a Florida Panthers perspective was flat-out disgraceful, in my opinion, that in the third period, when you're down 3-1 to one in, in the third of this game, you're down 2 to nothing in the series, which team is swarming the opposing net? Oh, that's Tampa Bay. Which team is blocking more shots? Oh, that's Tampa Bay. Like, where's that commitment? Where's that willingness to pay the price from the Florida Panthers? Where is it exactly uh, in this series? I'm not seeing it uh, in comparison to their opponent, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's maybe one of the most disappointing things about the loss on Sunday for the Florida Panthers. You have to get yourself to a level that you're willing to pay the price and go that extra mile to win in the postseason. 
Florida Panthers aren't at that level right now, and they're running out of time. Well, well, who would ever have imagined that an offensive-minded team that doesn't play playoff-style hockey would have problems in the playoffs? <laughs> Shocking. Um, the total the total is six and a half, and these games keep going under the number as well. Listen, Florida were gutted. I think they, you know, they dealt with the first, you know, game one was one thing. Losing with, you know, three seconds left, 3.9 seconds left or whatever, they that seemed to really beat them down. And today, they they look like just defeated. Like you would have thought that the series was over uh, tonight. And in a strange scheduling situation and spot, they're actually playing tomorrow night, which isn't good if you're Florida. Right? Like this isn't good. Like nothing's going your way, and now you've got to go back 24 hours later to the same arena. Tampa is just clicking on all cylinders, and Tampa know how to close series is out. They're playing with house money right now. You know, the number is starting to move. People are starting to bet on Tampa, and rightfully so. But it's amazing because people thought that there would be a ton of goals in this series. But, Bano, there really hasn't been. Like I said, the under is cashed all the way through. The dog and the under is cashed. And I don't really see how Florida respond here tomorrow night. I think they're going to lose another, you know, another. They're going to lose again and probably in another painful manner. Yeah, this is more than any – like, I'm certainly not going to say to anybody, don't take Tampa Bay. I, I honestly think this will end in a sweep. I mean, when what what reason do I have to trust Florida after what I saw on Sunday? You're down three to one in the third period. You're down two nothing in the series. You have to win this game, and in the third period, you're getting dominated. In the third period, you're getting outplayed by Tampa Bay. In that scenario, what what kind of confidence does that give you that the Panthers can suddenly find something here for Game Four to avoid elimination? I I don't know if I see it. So yeah, this is this is not me looking at anything except Tampa Bay. However, from a totals perspective. This is an elimination game, and for the first time in this series, but just beware if you've been riding these unders in this series, and I'm not saying it won't go under in game four, but you do have the elimination game situation at hand where Florida's trailing by two goals, three goals in the third period. The goalie's going to come out even earlier than normal, and you could get those uh, goal-scoring outbursts and explosions in that final period. So just be aware of that. I really like the third period over, but for the first time in this series, I think there's a plausible case to be made. Even with three unders so far, could lend some value to go the other way and maybe over that number. FanDuel have the total posted at 6.5, minus 118 to the under 6.5, minus 104 uh, to the over. And... Vasilevsky right now has just raised raised the level of his play. He knew that he had to be better after the first four or five games or so against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he has been. He also subtly, you know, sort of subtly called out his defenseman and basically stated, number one, I haven't been able to see a lot of the pucks, as he was talking about earlier in the series against the Leafs, so telling him to, you know, do a better job of clearing some space in front of the net. And then he also said, but my guys do a great job blocking shots and have done a better job of blocking shots. So he's telling him, do a better job in front of me blocking shots and let me see let me see the puck. He's tough to beat. They have no weakness. They, you know, they, they have no weakness. Now, in the past, I get it, this elimination game stuff, but I don't see it, Babano. There's no way in hell I'm getting in front of this total here. It's been an underfest throughout the, the National Hockey League playoffs in the second round. Yep. Um, with the exception of the Battle of Alberta. Uh, those two games, and then uh, the the one with St. Louis with a bunch of with uh, the late goals on Saturday. But I got to ride the under here. FanDuel has six and a half. Yeah, if you find six and a half, and FanDuel's got it, definitely uh, advantageous if you like the under. All right, so the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues, uh, their total is six and a half. This this series is interesting in which it's kind of going the way that I thought it would. 
in the sense that I figured St. Louis would be able to play with these guys, but they would sort of just end up losing a lot in the end. And it's, you know, it's just hard. If you're not the better team, it's hard to win four of seven games. They are in this thing. But I tell you what, that was an impressive second and third period by the Colorado Avalanche. You know, sort of like the Oilers, like the Leafs, like these teams that haven't won before. They're, they they arrive at gut check times. And the Avalanche, it was a gut check time for them. It's a hostile environment. Uh, the Blues are in this thing. It's a pivotal game three. And the Avs just reminded the Blues how much better they, they actually are than St. Louis. But it doesn't mean St. Louis can't win on Monday night. The Blues are getting plus 138. Colorado Avalanche are minus 166. The total is six and a half. Yeah, this is a this is a game I might lean to the Blues a little bit. I'm not going to be as critical about their performance on Saturday night. I thought it was perfectly a good game from them, even though they lost 5-2. I thought they played pretty well through extended stretches. Actually, Craig Berube agreed with that. He said, I, I liked a lot of our game tonight. And sometimes you're going to like the way you played, even if you end up on the losing side of things. You know, they were down 3-2. They had a bunch of chances, tried to tie that game late. Uh, obviously, Colorado, you know, who's got a little bit of a, a bump, if you will, from the Jordan Binnington incident with Nazem Kadri. That Binnington, who's been terrific, you know, in these playoffs, uh, had to leave the game due to that injury, and not only leave that game, he's out for the rest of this series, you know, at the very least. So it's Philly Huso time in net, and Huso great in the regular season. Uh, he's had a really good year overall, but at the end of the day, tough situation. And I think the third goal that Lekkinen scored, which really was a, the the big goal in game three to make it three one for the Avalanche at the time, I would have liked him to stop that. You know, it was a short side goal. You know, goalies will tell you nine times out of ten they should have that type of shot. He didn't. Uh, but uh, St. Louis battled back. They made it 3-2 and, you know, call it put, pressing to tie the game before Colorado finally got those two empty net goals to put it away. I think the Blues still very much in this series. Do, do I think they're going to win it? No, I think Colorado probably will. But I think the Blues are not going to go away quietly. And I actually have been impressed with their game, especially the last two games against Colorado. So this might be a situation where we go back to Denver 2-2. I'm kind of leaning that way. You can get the St. Louis Blues right now at FanDuel at plus two and a half games. Um, plus two and a half games. And the price isn't bad considering where we're at in, in, in the series here uh, right now at uh, minus 160. So minus 160. So they get a shot here and then they would get another shot. They would have they got a couple of shots at it actually to win another game. They're plus one and a half at minus 172. All right. The Sunday night. Sunday bloody Sunday puck fest uh, continues with a banner on the other side. We'll get into the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. We've got a series here. I think the blue shirts are in it. We'll get you an updated series uh, price. And if you haven't already gotten in, listen, I, I like the Rangers coming into this series. And you get a better price now, yet they're right here. And all three of these games have been as close as they can possibly be. But Rangers played great today. More Babano. The Lightning Dagger match for Fox continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Portrage. I am Moran Cena. Fifth the players, the hustlers, the people of bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down on Sirius XM. Channel 159 on Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. We're talking pucks with Ian Cameron, one of the ice guys, a.k.a. Babano. Follow him on Twitter, at Babano. So the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. It's been a very entertaining series. It doesn't have to, you know, there's not to be 15 goals in a hockey game for it to be uh, good hockey. And this has been very, very good hockey. Uh, Carolina are a great team. They, I mean, these guys can skate, man. They're extremely fast. Uh, but I thought that the New York Rangers were built for the playoffs. I thought the Rangers presented value coming in uh, to the series at plus 172. And uh, now they're actually plus 250 which will be significantly diff- different if they're able to nail down uh, nail down a game four uh, victory. You look at the two games that they lost on the road, uh, Babano. They played as well as they could, and they lost. Uh, but I liked, it. I liked the effort, and I knew if they just kept doing the same thing, uh, that they'd get some puck luck and things would go their way. The Canes are going to come at them hard. Um, they're going to come at them hard on Tuesday night. Uh, but I love, man, the Rangers are a great home team. Um, fun series. Great, great games. I really enjoyed this series. Updated series price right now. Carolina Hurricanes minus 315. Rangers plus 250. And uh, as far as the game line uh, is concerned, New York Rangers are currently minus 120. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes plus 100. Total. It's the lowest total I've seen in the playoffs so far, at least in FanDuel right now. Babano. They've got uh, total five posted. Yeah, five, because we haven't really even sniffed an over in this series. I mean, we've had a bunch of tight. We had a two to one game. We had a two to nothing game and we had a three to one game uh, in game three. And none of them threatened to go over the total. So now the adjustment is being made. We're seeing the fives that are out there right now. I like I, I took Carolina in the series plus 105 and feel very good about it still. And even with my position with the Hurricanes to win the series, I love the Rangers in game three. Uh, on Sunday, I thought that was a very obvious well, spot. When you say to back plus one hundred five, what minus minus what? Uh, well, that was the well. What it was with Carolina was the game one in the series combo. That's what I bet. Uh, yeah, you specify one. that. Yeah, yeah, they weren't because yeah, they weren't plus one hundred five no. to win the series. No, but I would. I've decided to do that rather than lay the minus one ninety. You know, that was the price they were on the uh, original series price. So that's why we got the plus one hundred five now for the series essentially with them. But I love the Rangers in game three. I'm not totally convinced the Rangers win game four also. But I also can't deny that Carolina's winless on the road now in the playoffs continues. You know, that they, they have not been able to win on the road. They lost all three games in Boston in the first round against the Bruins. They lose game three at MSG. You know, and the Rangers, they get a little momentum, a little confidence. Shesterkin played one of his best games of the playoffs, hands down, in the game three because they still had over 40 shots, Carolina. He played great. But the Rangers, they got their power play on track finally with a big early goal from Zabanajad, and the power play has been an issue for them. So lots of momentum for them, no doubt about that. And I didn't like what Carolina did at the end of the game, specifically, you know, trying to go at, or trying to go after Ryan Lindgren 
you know, at the end of the game, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So, you know, it was one of those bad plays there that kind of got the Rangers angry, got Gerard Gallant angry. He was chirping at Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo was probably chirping at him first, uh, knowing his track record. So all of a sudden, Carolina's gotten under the Rangers' skin, and the Rangers are angry now. So it's not going to be an easy game for them. You know, I, I think there was enough in terms of how they carried the play Carolina in game three to think they could bounce back and win in game four. But man, this is tough because they have not been able to show they can win on the road. And the Rangers have finally got a little momentum and it could be momentum that carries them. I'll be honest. I'm torn on this game. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Well, you got until Tuesday, but Carolina are lucky. They do have home ice advantage. Look, every one of these games can just go either way uh, with Carolina and New York. They're, you know, you can argue Carolina are a better team, but as we've seen, you know, the Rangers deserve better. In, in game one. Like, honestly, the Rangers, if this is a UFC fight and it's three rounds, even though Carolina are up 2-1, the Rangers have been better in two of the three games. They were the better team in game one. They you know, they got scored on with like two and a half minutes left. They lose in overtime. I'll give Carolina game two, even though the Rangers played well. And then today, the Rangers were much better uh, than Carolina were. But as you mentioned, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, they went after him and stuff at the end. Of course they did. And if you look, what happened with St. Louis and Colorado, right? Bennington's throwing water bottles at Kadri in the hallway after. Um, same thing with look at Calgary tonight. Calgary took a rail. You know, they ran Mike Smith uh, in tonight's hockey game. It's going to happen. And it's something, you know, it's something people talk about with the Florida Panthers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you look, every team, Babano, every team that is down – has gotten pissed off at some point and said, you know what? We're going to punch someone, even whatever. If it's not the coolest thing to do, we're going to cheap shot someone here just to try to change things up a little bit and send a message, except the Panthers. Like all these other teams are sending messages and saying, all right, we might lose, but you know what? We're going to take someone down with us, even though I don't think Kadri purposely uh, wanted to end uh, Bennington's season. And I'll tell you that. Uh, but as far as the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers are concerned, uh, now the Oilers are favorites. Minus 114 on Tuesday night. This series is really taking a turn uh, here right now. And it's funny. People have been very, very critical of Evander Kane over the years. Um, and a lot of people in the media jump to assumptions and always basically, you know, he was always guilty of everything, right? Without, without any, you know, just any proof of anything all the time. And even when, when, when he signed with Edmonton, a lot of people were like, wow, this is a strange signing to, to bring him in. Well, it's a damn good thing that they have. But big players make big plays in big games, man. And Connor McDavid has been awesome, as good as he can possibly be. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl has been awesome, as good as he can possibly be. Evander Kane has been awesome, as good as he can possibly be. And people want to be critical of Mike Smith when he makes a mistake. But this guy's been unbelievable as well. Even tonight. When it was three nothing for Edmonton, Babano, Calgary, like it was two nothing, and Edmonton made it three, and Calgary came on pretty strong right after that. You know, they were they didn't give up yet or anything, and they 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 were buzzing around the net. They nearly scored. Mike Smith made a couple of really big saves, and the game could have been three one right away. And it could have changed the dynamic and the complexion, and then he made the saves, and Edmonton ended up scoring again. I didn't think the Oilers had this in them, but. Man, like, what you know, if you got Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Evander Kane doing this stuff, like, you know, they could beat anybody. I'll tell you that. Man, what they, they played awesome tonight. Calgary are up against it, man. They're going to have to bring it on Tuesday night. They will, and they've got to somehow solve the speed through the neutral zone 
and the rush chances that the Edmonton Oilers are generating because they're getting far too many of them. Far too much speed through the neutral zone. Far too many odd man rushes, outnumbered situations, and the Flames. Well, they just, quite frankly, they just need to outscore them, Abano, because nobody is saying like you got to keep up with Usain Bolt. You can't. You can't deal with the speed of McDavid that he brings, right? They just have to hope for the best and try to put, you know, they need to score more. It's as simple as that. They're not scoring enough goals. It was the same damn problem against, uh, I know they put a nine spot up in, 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 in game one, but it was the same problem against Dallas, but Bano, they didn't score enough. Well, that's exactly it, and you're going to have to score more against Edmonton. But I saw this coming from Calgary a little bit with the defensive issues. You're going to look at Game 6, and you're going to look at Game 7 in the latter stages of that Dallas series, and you're going to look at it, and you see Calgary only giving up 15 shots, 20 shots, 25 shots, which is pretty good. But the problem is a lot of those shots were high-danger chances, high-quality chances, and Dallas just wasn't clinical enough offensively to finish those chances, those juicy, grade-A chances that Calgary was giving them. Well, guess what? Edmonton can finish those. They've got guys that can finish off these great chances when you give them those kind of looks. And Calgary has given them those kind of looks over and over and well, over better again. better players. This is the yep. problem. And I listen, I bet, I bet on Calgary as well before, right? I'm on Calgary uh, to, to, to win the Western Conference, and I'm, I'm clearly in some trouble here. <laughs> but, like, Calgary were the better team and a deeper team, as we all knew. But Edmonton superstars are playing like megastars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, They've they, all elevated. Yeah, like it's just it's next level stuff that and then plus people always oh Edmonton's goalie and all oh, their goaltending yeah well whatever like it, clearly it hasn't been a problem uh, for them you know, dangerous team but Calgary are resilient you know I do believe in the Flames toughness and you know, I do believe in that room I believe in Sutter pushing the right buttons but you know I'm just saying Edmonton they're a fun team to watch Edmonton like I said it just that that speed Babano second to none. But the, the total, we finally got an under in this series uh, tonight. FanDuel post a six and a half for Tuesday night's game. Yes, they did. Uh, and uh, that's going to be interesting to see uh, how that goes. But uh, you know what? I, I'm thinking Calgary. Uh, maybe I shouldn't because Edmonton has really got control. Their speed, their skill, what Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid has 23 points in the 10 playoff games. That's, the, that's a 2.3 points per game average here for Connor McDavid in the playoffs. That's absolutely incredible, you know, and now it's going to be up to the Calgary Flames. Let's see what Daryl Sutter's a defensive minded coach. He's been here before in the playoffs, led teams to Stanley cups. What defensive adjustment do they have? See, I disagree with you, but they just need to outscore Edmonton. They can't win that kind of game. Calgary. They've got to try to come up with some kind of five-man unit defensive structure. Well, they won a game that game in game one. <laughs> they did. They beat him night six. They did in that game, but that's not going to work long-term against this Oilers team. And we know this Calgary team, when they're on their game, they could be excellent defensively. They've got to find that somehow, and they've got to find it in game four, because I think if they go down 3-1, it's unreasonable to expect them to win three straight against this team. So I'm going to probably look toward Benton Calgary in game four. At least that's my initial lean. i got to think there's a better Flames team in, in store that night after what we saw tonight. Yeah, I have no choice. I almost have to dig in, you know. Uh, Johnny Goudreau needs to be better. Right, and I know I totally get what you're talking about, but everybody, I'll tell you what. You you want to know what happened in Game Three? I'll tell you what happened in Game Three. Kane, Drysaitel, and McDavid completely outplayed Lindholm, Gaudreau, and Kachuk. Yeah, but we know that's going to happen, right? They're better. They are better. So you need everybody else to step up. It needs to be a collective. 
So because if you don't, if they're they're better players or better than Calgary's better players, and in the playoffs, I always talk about this. You sort of throw all that team crap out. It really does come down to all right, whose star is going to step up and make plays. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Time flew by, Babano. Always a pleasure, my man. We'll catch up with you later in the week. Thanks for joining us. All right, great stuff, Gabe. Thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Let's roll. The Lightning Dagger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Maranci. Let's roll. Word of the home stretch uh, here. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Still a lot of stuff I want to get to. Thanks to uh, Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano, for, for kicking it uh, with us. So let's get you some updated numbers uh, right now. Let's start off in the National Basketball Association. Uh, Golden State Warriors, minus 160 to win the NBA championship. The Miami Heat are plus 310. Boston Celtics plus 340. Dallas Mavericks 49 to 1. I think it's time that we concede uh, that the Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship. They're the deepest team. They're playing the best basketball right now, and they're on the verge of sweeping the Dallas Mavericks. Meanwhile, uh, the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat, these guys are destined for seven games, man. Uh, I tell you what, if the uh, Boston better win tomorrow, Boston have done a nice job. We ran out of time. I want to get some basketball with Babano, but um, I know Babano. Oh, I'm taking Boston. They bounce back after every loss, and uh, it's true. They have, right? So they haven't lost a lot of playoff games. They swept the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Then they lost three times to the Milwaukee Bucks. Every time they lost, they responded by winning and covering the fo- the, the following game. And and then of course uh, they responded after uh, after losing uh, game one. So they they have responded well. They're four and zero coming off a loss in this playoffs, and you have to tip your cap uh, to them for that. The health the health situation right now, I don't know. Tune in to game time decisions tomorrow at 6 o'clock Eastern, and we'll get you caught up to date with all the latest news as far as this game is concerned. But I you know, I said this last week, and remember we got into this with Teddy Covers on Thursday night, and he said he thinks Boston are the team to beat. And I said, well, why? 
you know, Golden State are the team to beat. And I said that before. And listen, I think Golden State would beat Boston, and I think Golden State will beat Miami for different reasons. Boston are good, but they're not great. I don't know why everybody thinks they're as good as they think they, you know what I mean? Like, you know, seriously, it seems to me like every handicapper and odds maker in the world thinks Boston are better than Boston even think they are. Like the players even, right? Like, oh, Boston are favored against everybody all the time. And Boston have a problem right now. thing with Boston is they're really good, but they have these momentary lapses of reason. A little Pink Floyd that... Uh, Reference. Uh, they have these momentary lapses, where right, like we've talked about it. They they did it against Milwaukee as well, right? They can blow a lead. They can completely just sort of implode. They can fall apart fast. This team, and they just sort of have these little two, three, four minute intervals where they turn the ball over a bunch of times in a row. They take bad shots. Like the wheels just sort of fall off, and it's one of those man. We were playing pretty well, but what happened? Now. On Saturday, they they did this to themselves. And listen, Kyle Lowry, there was a lot of talk about Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat, and he really hasn't played all that much in the playoffs, right? He you know he hasn't played all that much, and they needed you know they needed him to come back at the the uh, the, the time that he did, and he comes back. And then when Jimmy Butler didn't come back, they needed him to step up, and he did. It's the one thing, and I know Kyle Lowry's game well. This guy is a big, big time, big game player. And one thing about Kyle Lowry, if you notice, see, like Miami were lucky that they they built up that massive lead and they hung on for dear life as everybody started getting hurt and everything started getting strange as the game went on. But Kyle Lowry did the same thing for the Raptors in 2019 when they won the championship. He scored 26 points in the uh, in the series clinching game, and. I believe he scored the Raptors' first 13 points. I think he scored the game's, like, first 9 to 13 points type thing. Like, if you recall, it was like Kyle Lowry for three, Kyle Lowry for three, Kyle Lowry was like one of those. And it was like, wow, the Raptors are, like, winning 13 nothing or 13-2 or something right now because of his start. And they never really turned back. Right, they were under pressure. They blew a chance to win the championship the night before. They were up by six with like a minute left, and they blew it. And there was a lot of, oh my God, are they going to blow this thing? And he came out hot early and set the tone. And similar situation early in the game, he sets the tone. He's making plays. He makes a couple of baskets, a couple of steals here and there. You know, play here, play there. And they needed it. But listen, Boston have always bounced back. But where I'm going with this is. Tomorrow night, listen, I've been taking Miami in every game. So I'm 2-1 and one here. I'm on Miami. Um, what did I do with Miami? I took them uh, plus 1.5. So I got this series to go 7 before the series started. That, that was my future bet in here. And so I've got Miami. I got this series to go 7. I got Miami plus 1.5. Um, I actually don't have Miami plus 1.5. I, I believe I, I, the word that I have is just over 6.5 games, to be honest. I'm not sure if it's even like D Miami. Let's see. I'm looking at my unsettled wagers in which there are a lot of them. And I'm, I skipped. All right, here we go. My, here we go. No, no, all right, I do. No, no, what am I talking about? I, I don't need. 
All right, no, my bad. I have the Mavericks and Warriors to go seven. Nobody to win, just like series goes over six and a half games. There's not a lot of locks in the world, but I'm going to go down a limb and say that uh, I don't think I'm going to win that bet. And I actually have the Miami Heat here. At the Miami Heat uh, to win the series that uh, we got in at uh, plus 145 and plus 120. So I got so many futures. I'm like, oh, what do I have? And so I don't really need to bet on the Miami Heat tomorrow. I already sort of have them. I have them here. I thought I had the series to go seven. As I mentioned, Boston and McGray to bounce them back. Uh, they're 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 four and zero coming off a playoff loss. Miami. The thing with this game is, I don't know what's up with Jimmy Butler. Right? I don't know. I'm hearing you know we heard oh it's nothing serious and he shouldn't he'll he'll be fine. And now I don't know. Later tonight I was hearing oh I don't know is maybe he he might not play. I'm I'm going to assume that he does play. You know, a lot of teams would sort of look at this game and and have an approach of, well, you know, whatever happens, we're going to go back to Miami, tied it to, and this this is sort of, you know, it's a a house money game. And it is, in a way, it is a house money game, but at the same point in time, I don't think Coach Spolstra, I don't think the Miami Heat, the type of players that look at anything is like a game that they want to just give up. Like, they win this game, they're going to win the series. But with all that being stated, I don't think it really matters who wins. Now, as far as Miami is concerned, I think Miami will break down along the way. I don't think – I love Kyle Lowry to death. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But I don't think Kyle Lowry will be able to stay healthy. Like, I think he'll be able to step in and give you this and that here and there. But he's like a pitcher, man. I, you know, is he going to be able to go for you every every three days in the playoffs type thing? Every four days in the playoffs for you? They're going to need him, right? They're going to especially if Jimmy Butler. Like, they, if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, I don't see how they're going to win the game. But and I know they 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 hung on without him, but they also had a massive lead to to work with. So, but they had a fourteen point lead or something. At twelve, I think it was twelve. Was it seventy to fifty eight? No, seventy two fifty eight. Yeah. It was 72-58 at half, whatever. So it's a, it's a tricky spot. If you're taking Boston, I understand why. If you're taking Miami, I understand why. But like I said, Boston have responded well in these situations. But back to my original point. So you look at Miami and Kyle Lowry gets hurt often. He's older and he's got like a million injuries. So let's say let's say you know they, this series isn't going to be easy. This is going to be a battle. So Golden State are going to be kicked back watching this. And normally I would say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're going to get rest, but whatever. You know what I mean? It's the finals. The team's going to be on adrenaline. It's not just the rest factor. It's the fact that the Miami Heat players seem to get hurt. Now Tyler Hero's hurt too. Right? I'm not saying he can't play, but he's banged up now. Kyle Lowry is like always one one like loose ball away from diving and getting hurt like he's always one oh I pulled something away from getting hurt Jimmy Butler plays so hard but he seems you know what I mean he just had to leave the game um, they went to the finals two years ago and didn't have two of their starters and if you remember 
when when I talked about NBA futures a lot, I said, you know what, I like this Heat team, but what did I say? I said, I just don't see them staying healthy all the way through the playoffs. So, even if they win this series, I don't know. I don't really believe that they're all going to stay healthy. And then, and then you get Boston on the other hand. Marcus Smart is in and out all the time. I don't know if they're going to be able to stay healthy. I don't know. Like the NBA playoffs seem, I don't know how wide it is, but the guys in the NBA get hurt every night. And guys in the NHL don't somehow, even though the NHL is like the most violent league of them all. So guys just seem to always getting hurt. So number that's that's the thing if you like the Warriors. Number one, even if both teams were at full strength, I still think the Warriors are better than them. Bo- I don't think Boston are as good as people think they are. And they're going to be lucky to get through the series with Miami, and I don't think they'll be able to beat Golden State. And then you got Miami, who Miami are good, but they're they're always like an injury. It's always they're always injured. It's always a disaster waiting to happen. And they're good, but they need to be perfect. Like they try to, they, you know, they sort of outwork you and try to make less mistakes than you do. They're not going to be able to do that against Golden State. And I think Golden State can win in Miami more so than Miami would win in Golden State at in San Francisco. So listen, I said the other day, I think Golden State are going to win the title, but I don't like it at plus 100. Now it's minus 160. And so we missed out on this. We have to ask you, you know, so you have to ask yourself now, it's one of these deals. Are you going, who do you like in the NBA Finals? I'll ask you, Matthias. You know what I mean? So my whole point is, if you are thinking, yeah, yeah Golden State's going to win the championship, then there's no need to wait anymore. We missed out on the plus 100. It's minus 160 right now. <clears throat> yeah, like even if they don't sweep Dallas, they're still going to beat them. So the number will go down if they lose. But I tell you what, if they win then this ain't minus 160 anymore, and we really missed out. And 160 is almost like a cutoff where it's like, all right, all right, all right. That's still not that bad to get in on this right now. Because if, if you like Golden State, take them now, point blank. You got Golden State winning the title, Matthias? Oh, yeah, Gabe. I've had Golden State winning the title. And, and you know what? I still think it's Boston in the finals against Golden State. But that's a toss-up, like you said. But exact results... Exact results. Golden State beat the Miami Heat plus 180. Golden State beat the Boston Celtics plus 260. If you got confidence in the Celtics to win the title still, Boston at plus 360 to beat the Warriors in the finals. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Quick, it's 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio. Shout out to everybody joining us on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Good Radio Networks. The Mighty at 1090 ESPN Radio. So we've lost value with Manny Machado to be the MVPs, plus 200 right now. We're just talking about the Warriors. I just found the Warriors at minus 140. It's actually, it's, it's probably about as good as it's going to get. Warriors at minus 140. And this is a weird number that I just threw in here, but it's basically what I had in my account. And it works out to a perfect number. 1,000. Oh, no, wait. No, I got an extra seven in there. It's like the price is right here. Uh, 1,000. What's the final bid? $1,172, uh, Bob. Uh, what 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 what's the Golden State Warriors? Uh, that is one thousand one hundred and seventy-two dollars. Yeah, one one thousand one hundred and seventy-two dollars. That's essentially what I have in my account. So it took a lot. I, I know. Calgary Flames aren't helping me out very much. I'll tell you that. This team's starting to upset me. All right, but I'm just looking right now because I think Golden State's going to win. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. What if I just put my whole account on this right now? It actually pays two thousand and nine dollars. I don't really care about that $9. I'm kind of weird like that. I'd rather just have that exact, like exactly $2,000. The Warriors will cut down the nets. I'm going to put another $1,000 on Andrew Wiggins to be the MVP of the finals. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.